following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 14.20 in the morning for this first full day of spring, March the 21st, 2023. As always, today's show is brought to you by Barnburner Hockey and barnburnerhockey.ca. Use promo code 1420BARN at barnburnerhockey.ca and save yourself 10% on their all-natural hockey products and apparel today at barnburnerhockey.ca. Also, thank you for making us a part of your morning each and every morning here on Facebook Live and YouTube Live and everywhere else that you can find us and then later on on the podcast uh, form up later on this morning. Uh, thanks also to Cody Hall for supplying that great song, Made My Day. Uh, Cody was on our show about a month ago promoting his uh, his song, and we, we use it every morning for our waiting room to, to before we come live. So thank you very much. Make, make sure you guys go to Spotify and download Cody's song. It's a, and he's got a lot of other good stuff too, but that Made My Day is uh, it's one of my favorites. Gets a lot of playtime here at 1420 World Headquarters. Anyways, we'll get into it a little bit here. The uh, National Hockey League, man, there must be a goaltending situation going on. It must be a spring, uh, usually brings allergy season, not this early in, into the uh, spring season, but there is a, definitely a vulcanized rubber al- allergy hopping around the National Hockey League right now, especially here in Alberta. Last night, once again, Jacob Markstrom, and they're, although they're down, down in California, Markstrom put up another stinker, gave up, a, a, I think, a six goals on 21 shots, whatever it was, was. It doesn't much matter at this point in, in the flame season. They're toast. But you wonder what, what's going on between Markstrom's ears. He just doesn't got it, and you wonder why they keep putting him out there night in night out yeah 8-2 loss the flames had last night uh 6-5 loss they had on saturday night versus the uh the dallas stars it's not going well for the flames especially for markstrom and you wonder why he's uh, getting toted out there night in night out when they, he just doesn't have his proven night in night out that it's just not going to go well for him and not go well for the flames and, and sutter does he have his marching orders to put to put markstrom in there on a nightly basis because you what you wonder why you got to give your team the, the, the best chance to win maybe he is their best chance to win. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the other guy, he just doesn't have a or, or management saying, "Listen, we're paying this guy six and a half million bucks. We better pay him and, and play him because it's just the way things are. We uh, we put our, our all our eggs in one basket, so we might might as well run with it and see what we, we can get out of the whole situation. But it's not running well for Marks from the Flames on a nightly basis. You can't blame everything on goaltending, but uh, when you're when you're pulling pucks out of your net on a consistent basis, your guy's getting paid to stop hockey pucks, and that little black thing has to stay out of the net. And when you're always doing the uh, the Bonneville breakout as I call it from my days as a, a flailing tender you're uh, you don't have much confidence in, in your goaltender and, and it shows on a nightly basis with the Calgary Flames and they're their best guys just haven't been their best guys and Sutter said that the other night as well that his best guys just aren't playing that well and that thing is uh that's a shut the captain going down with his ship and whether he's going to take anybody down with him who knows we talk about it a lot on the 1420 show and 1420 in the morning so we won't get into that one but the other one that's the, the, a little more concerning is up the road in Edmonton yeah they got the win last night against the lowly San Jose Sharks. Sharks are a terrible hockey team. They only got only three points up on Johnny Goudreau and the Columbus Blue Jackets. So it's not a much of a, uh, um, uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for? So not much of an honor to be only three points up on the, the lowly Blue Jackets. But that's uh, you know, last night was a good game for Campbell to go out there and try to get a win and everything else. And yeah, the Flames got or the Oilers got the overtime win, five four, I think it was in overtime. But the 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 alarming point is that the San Jose Sharks had three goals overturned you know even though they're overturned trust me i know when when pucks aren't hitting you and you're pulling them out of the net on a consistent basis not only do you know that that, that seven went in behind you the management your players coaching staff fan base radio podcast everybody knows that they pulled seven out of the net behind you even though they did two of them did get called back four offsides which were ticky tack offsides yes there was a little bit but the, the play went on the puck went in I, the the goal interference when it was kind of there but I, I guess they they called it back but campbell's struggling and he it's it has hasn't been a good run for him at all and it's you, you wonder if they, they're just going to because they're not in a, in a they're in a playoff spot and they're, they're doing well but you want always want to try to get to to a different spot and you wonder if there's going to say you know what Campbell uh, we talked about a while ago Campbell this isn't working yeah you, you we can see with your body language that it isn't going very well and between your ears it's not going very well so you just wonder if this is a situation where that was your last your last start of, of the season because there's only 10 11 games left and it's playoff time might get you one if we get to get into a playoff spot and we're in whatever playoff spot that we we're, we're, we're locked into maybe we'll give you one or two after that and we're going to run with Skinner because I, I think that's the only thing they could possibly do up there in Edmonton there's a lot of teams that have some some goal thing problems there's not, not a lot of teams that can feel too confident going into the playoffs right now we'll get into them in a second but you, you wonder what's going to happen in Edmonton with that contract there's already talk about a buyout and everything else I don't think you can buy a guy out at five million bucks because goaltending is at a premium because no matter what you if you want to get rid of a guy that's one thing but you always have to replace the guy and there's all there's a, no no matter what industry in you can fire everybody but you eventually got to replace them and and that's a tough thing to do we're not in the golden age of goaltending at all that it's not there isn't a lot of great goaltenders. There's a lot of uh, serviceable goaltenders, but there, there isn't a lot of guys that that'll that'll win you a hockey game on a nightly basis, or steal a series, or win you a Stanley Cup. It, it's just it's a tough situation. I don't know know why um, like goaltending uh, gurus and goaltending coaches and everything else, and these guys who take money from parents and everything. I don't know. Like, yeah, I'll get into it. Why not? That these these guys that, that uh, just teach uh, one way of playing goal, and this is the only way you can do it. Do this, do that, and, and you, the puck's supposed to hit you. I, I don't see why guys aren't seeing this and management isn't seeing this and why is there isn't more goaltender development. We talked about some things that hockey could do to make the game a little bit better and having goaltenders a little bit better would, would, wouldn't uh, wouldn't be a bad thing. I'm, I think most most fan bases, and this has been as long as hockey's been around, most fan bases would rather would, would like to see their their, uh, their goaltenders uh, improved and whoever they can get a guy, whether it be a guy who's there for long term or whether a guy that they pick up for a playoff run, but most, most fan bases would, would be uh, more than happy to find a guy who can stop the puck a little bit more and a lot of teams have this problem like I said and you just wonder where it's going and why it, how it got to this point is kind of a bit of a mystery to me that it's that it's like this uh, throughout throughout the National Hockey League but yeah Calgary's in a mess Edmonton's in a mess with their goaltending situations and a lot of teams are, are a little bit in that situation you can't think that Toronto uh, we'll talk about other teams now you can't think that Toronto is in a in a good spot between their ears with Kyle Dubas on the last uh, the last legs of his contract he's got to be thinking man I, I hope these guys that I picked up, obviously the Campbell situation, get rid of him. Dubas was a smart
smarter than me by, by going with Matt Murray, but you don't know what you're going to get, get with Murray because you don't know if he's going to be playing nightly or not. And it looks like they're going to be going with a two-man system throughout the rest of the of the, of the season and, and then into the playoffs. I don't know if that's the greatest thing you could possibly do going into the playoffs. You think you'd want to run with a guy uh, that if he, if he wins, you keep going with him. And then if you pull a guy and then you start getting your, your fan base worried and your, your players a little bit worried because players know that, uh, yeah, they, they can say to the media and the talking heads and everybody else that they're they're confident in their guy and they're happy that their guy is in there. But they, they, they want some stability back there. Every team to a man would tell you that, that they want stability between the net, between the pipes, and a guy that they know in night in, night out that they're, they're not changing their, their game up a little bit. Because goalies do play differently. There are different styles. There are different ways of playing the puck. There is different things that can happen. And if you're changing in a in a in a seven game series, so that's over 11, 12 nights, whatever it may be. If you got a different guy in there, night in, night out, you you're, there's a good chance you're not winning a Stanley Cup. You're not going anywhere. I'm not saying after a loss you can't change things up, but I'm I'm saying if you don't name your number one guy and say this is our guy throughout the playoffs, we're running with him unless a case of an injury or in case it's a blowout or something happens and you, you put a new guy in. But I think you're to a man every every player and every fan base would say I, i'd rather have a, a one number one because if you see you have one number or two two number ones that means you don't have any uh, and and that's a tough thing to do and with the leafs you don't know what what you're going to get out of murray on a nightly basis you don't know if he's going to play and 2016 2017 is a long time ago when he won those stanley cups with pittsburgh and the, the fan base is a little bit uh, they're, they're they're itching for a, for a for a uh, a win in Toronto, at least a series win, and you wonder if they're, they're going to get it this year. Because uh, if you if you get into a, a game seven situation, you got to think that the uh, the Vegas odds and the the, the Bulldogs and the Bet USs of, of the world, the, the the odds on favorite would be for the uh, Temp, Tampa Bay Lightning to win that with Vas, win that series in a in a seventh game with Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky, because he's still one of the best in the world, and he's one of the guys that that, that are still you know, a fan base to be confident with to throw him in net. I don't even know who the backup is in 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 Tampa Bay because I don't think it matters. There's a whole bunch. Vasilevsky could be on one leg, and I think they'd be putting him in. There's a lot of teams that, that are really the, the Dallas has Otten during that. He's a he's a great goaltender. He almost stole, stole around last year for Dallas against the, the Calgary Flames. And that like he, it was unbelievable the way he played. Can he carry it on to this year? He has. Dallas has been a really good hockey hockey team so far this year. Been really solid. They've been going well. Uh, you, you think Ottinger can probably take a, a team to a, a Stanley Cup uh, final, especially in the West, where it's a little more wide open. And uh, you, you could, uh, if you get a hot goaltender in the West, which it looks like Ottinger could be, they could have a team. Uh, Boston has a situation that that they have they can sit there two guys uh and Swayman and Allmark they can just go a, a platoon situation for the rest of the season sit guys out and they're, they're, I would say they're going to go with Allmark no matter what all those Swayman's got uh shutouts in two of their last three wins so you just never know what could happen but you got to think with Allmark uh they're going to go with him in the playoffs he's been the Vezna Trophy kind of guy so far this season yes you think they would go with him in the playoffs and you, you like having that situation to to have a guy that you can uh, rely on on a on a nightly basis because that, it's it's so valuable say it before and i'll say it again i've said it for years now this is actually a brent original show me a good goal and i'll show you a good coach and it's a, it's a definitely a thing that's been happening throughout the national hockey league where there's so many adequate adequate and serviceable goaltenders but there isn't many great goaltenders shesterkin for the range has been playing very well as of late the range has been playing a lot better as of late there you go good goaltending and you got all of a sudden your, your team's playing a lot better right the Kane's playing a little bit better but shesterkin's been really good for the rangers as of late and they've been 
They're going to be playing New Jersey in the first round. So you got to think that, that they would be a uh, odds on favorite to win that first round uh, be, because of their goaltender. Uh, you, you like the Sorokin for the Islanders. He's been putting up Vesna type numbers. The Islanders, yeah, they get, they get into a playoff situation. They could do, they could do a little bit of damage. I, I wouldn't say they, they would beat Boston, but that thing could go six or seven uh, winning, winning four in a row against anybody is really tough. And you can't think that just because Boston is on this unprecedented run, this season that they're going to have a, a, a the same thing throughout the playoffs. They might the, the 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 Kings did it a few years back where they just wouldn't lose. I think it was in two thousand. I can't remember what year it was. They all kind of melt together at this point in my life. But you, you look at the rain, the uh, the uh, the Islanders. They could do some damage in the playoffs. They have a goaltender who's stopping hockey pucks. They got a lot going on. Getting that getting the Horvat deal done. He's been a re- he's been really good for them. I I, I like that. I don't like the Islanders to win that series, but I like the Islanders to to maybe do a little bit of damage and. and and ruffle the feathers of the Boston Bruins and the Boston fan base. And uh, they need a little bit. They've been a little bit cocky this year, and they could use a little bit of a, a, a kick in the a kick in the pants. Hey, Pat, what's the old pat in the back? It's only three feet from a kick in the ass, right? So it's one of those things that you get a good goaltender in. Like how like how confident could Carolina be with Freddie Anderson? Uh, Anderson's been really good this year. Obviously, he's been a great goaltender throughout his career, but his playoff resume hasn't been great. When he was with the Leafs there, how he just kind of disappeared, and that was him. I'm not playing anymore. I got a hurt feelings report and everything else you just wonder what's going to happen with with uh with Anderson because Carolina's got a really good team and in the east it's going to be a it's going to be a gauntlet like we said and having a goaltender that you got to have a guy and you got to think that Boston with Allmark who's been great this year and and Tampa with with uh with uh, Vasilevsky, he's got to be the odds-on favorite because goaltending will will win you a championship. The West, I don't know what you got going on there. It's it's going to be tough, and you you, you got to think that Edmonton's got to be thinking, "Geez, what are we going to do next year? Uh, or can can they get to a conference final again this year with that goaltending? Can't because Skinner's still young, right? And and it's uh, I mean you're only young for so long. Eventually you become an old man, but you got to think that uh, they they got to be a little bit like, what are we going to do about goaltending? We talked, me and Dave talked about it last night on our show how McDavid uh, has that. Uh, I don't want to say. The Tiger, because that makes you really old. But McDavid looks like he's a, a man possessed this year and wants to go out and, and do something because you can have as many heart trophies as you want, and as many uh, whatever trophies that there are out there. Master, I, I don't know, I, I know all those trophies. Nobody cares about those trophies. But a Stanley Cup is something you need, and eventually you run out of years, you run out of games, you run out, you run out of time, and you, you never know. And this is the kind of year that they got to do something and, and get that team going a little bit. And having having a guy between the pi- pipes, and they, they don't have it right now, and they, you got to be thinking the future a little bit. What what might happen? No, it's going to be interesting how the playoffs are shaping up. The the playoffs, they're, they're kind of getting squeaked in there squeaked out the form like who's playing who the bracket's kind of getting set a little bit there's still some some dancing and dangling to do throughout the international hockey league before we get to because only 10 11 games left and then it's it's all over so it's gonna be interesting to see how to, to see how it all plays out but goaltending is a major question mark in most markets and a lot of times I mean, you can talk about it here on the 21st of March, but a lot of times a guy comes out of nowhere in the Stanley Cup playoffs and all of a sudden he's a He's a hero and can win himself a Smythe trophy and go on a nice run and win himself 16 games. That's how Jonathan Quick made his name X amount of years ago with the Los Angeles Kings, like we talked about uh, about two minutes ago. But anyways, I'm getting past my 14:20 in the morning mark. I get talking sometimes. The coffee takes over a little bit. But anyways, thank you guys for listening to uh, to our show. Greatly appreciate it every day. Thank you for letting us be a part of your morning. Uh, we'll get to birthdays here uh, on this day in 1991. Uh, Ron Tugnut stopped 
Uh, NHL uh, mid uh, modern day record for most stops in a game uh, regular season, 70 of 73 shots in a 3-3 tie with the Boston Bruins, uh, 61 shots in regulation and another 12 shots in overtime. Uh, final shots were 73-26. Reggie Lemelin was in net for the Boston Bruins. I remember Reggie Lemelin, Calgary Flames uh, legend Reggie Lemelin. Quebec had an awful team that season, a record of 16, 50, and 14. They actually ended up having three Hall of Famers on that team. Little trivia for you guys here at 1420 in the morning. Uh, name those three Hall of Famers later on. Uh, I'll name them for you. Joe Sackick, Matt Sundin, and a, a guy at the end of his career, Guy Lafleur, were on the Quebec team that went 16, 15, and 4. If you watch the uh, the save, that, if you watch this up on YouTube later on, the save that uh, Tugnut made on Ray Bork in overtime was actually unbelievable to, to hold the uh, the Bruins at bay on a 3-3 tie. So on this day in 1991, Ronnie Tugnut got uh, 70 saves out of 73. Unbelievable. That's that, that's crazy numbers. Like you, Just the, the, the dehydration, because – the fitness wasn't as good back then, but you get in that kind of a role and everything. I mean, I, I didn't know what what that felt like. I, if anybody was allergic to vulcanized rubber, it was me back in the day, old red light, red Linsky, but uh, Ronnie Tugnut had a, a night of the, for the ages. And then on a uh, happy birthday to the man, the myth, the legend, Al Iafrady, born on this day in 1966 in Dearborn, Michigan. Iafrady would play 12 NHL season with stops in Toronto, Washington, San Jose, and Boston. Best known for his uh, slap shot, booming slap shot. He held the the NHL All-Star Game the skills competition record with a 105.2 mile an hour slap shot uh, back in, in 1994, I think that was, that he had that shot. Uh Zdeno Chara just beat it a couple of years back with 105.4 uh, shot. You wonder what Iafrady shot would have been clocked at with the uh, with the composite sticks and everything else and the one pieces the guys are using now because he just used the old wooden stick. I think it was a Sherwood or whatever it was. But uh, Iafrady, he was known for his shot, and then he got known for his uh, his mullet or his skullet later on in his career. Uh, really uh, eccentric guy, interesting guy, Heck, like like a booming shot. He seemed to really enjoy to play the game, and he was a different kind, different cap, but. Uh, Ally Frady, happy birthday to him. 57 years young today. Uh, there it is. There's 14, 20 in the morning for, for today. Uh, fun show this morning. Had a lot to say. Got a lot going on. Um, show coming up. It's actually up, up already that we put it, that me and Dave did last night. Got a little bit deeper. We talked about the, um, the situation with the, uh, the uh, LGBTQ, the rainbow, the the, the, the gay pride uh, jerseys and things. We talked about that going on last night. And we have our, have our thoughts about that and, and everything else. So make sure you give that one a listen today as well. Uh, thank you guys for all everything you guys do for us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's the guy right there. It's uh, One day I'll, I'll tell you guys how it all works. But if we get more subscribers, then we can we can get up higher in the ranks and you can kind of make some money and stuff and anyways. But So make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel and, uh, and, and share and like and all that other stuff that we, we talk about on a daily basis. Thank you very much for making us a part of your morning. We really appreciate it on a daily basis. And remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.